a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I don't really know how this happened and it has also happened to Anna Grace my oldest but I always liked reading mysteries and thrillers and stuff since I since I was a wee lass I, I think denying people like the answer like I mean it's the same reason why care like the fact that for so long you didn't know like a lot about Han Solo's past or like Wolverine's like past was shrouded people like it when you don't know something the the, the first several seasons of lost like mm-hmm. these are I mean, characters and shows that are just built upon the principle of like we don't, don't know something you don't know what it is and i i realized after watching i don't know how many different episodes of sherlock this or that in all of its forms and poirot and and murder she wrote and all this stuff the x-files there's I mean, a they're point just... there's a point where i'm saying Oh, in order for her to write about murder, someone has to be horribly killed. Columbo, good for a laugh. Rockford Files, someone's always getting killed. Yet murder, we have, she wrote. We have no attachment to them because, you know, they are the lucky, the lucky one who may have had a line before they get killed in the first five minutes of the show. But I was always fascinated as to how it happened and I could detach myself from it. I'm guessing that's how I started reading as I was much older thrillers that involved serial killers. And the first one I believe was called Prey by John Sanford, P-R-E-Y. You would love that because Sam that Sanford of Sanford and Son? Yes. Excellent. Uh because this is a police detective who doesn't have to work because I, I because can't, I can't get Sanford and Son. Yeah. Solving mysteries out of my head now. The police detective creates video games that are incredibly successful. So you'd have a lot in common. So it's kind of like a castle, but like with instead of writing novels that are successful. Mm -hmm. This guy actually was a cop. But he also did. He had a lot. Anyway, so I pray, by the way, probably. Maybe it's 20 years old. There's a whole series of, they're called Prey, P-R-E-Y books, but the first one is exceptional. And there's a part of me that is horrified at serial killers because, you know, I'm a normal human. And then there's that part of me that just doesn't understand. How do you get to be like that? And how how did they figure out that? You know, how? how? Where did you, like, okay, when... When I'm in the grocery store and someone pushes their buggy out in front of me, my first reaction isn't, oh, I'm going to gut them like a fish Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to bury them underneath my house. Like, I don't. But there's somebody out there that like when when they've done something to them, like at some point something clicked in their head that like. It's okay if I kill them. It's okay if I, you know, cut them open and do, like. Yeah, and where but, but how do you 
how do you societally like where do, how does a person get to that? Because I don't under I can understand why someone would eat a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. They got hungry. Ham is delicious. Yeah. Put it between bread. I don't understand why people want to serially murder people and then potentially eat them. Yeah. Like, I I, how do you get how do you get? To, I can't wrap my head around. So that. I'm guessing that's that's part of it. And the we're act, I'm actually going to talk about a show, by the way. But in the past year or so, Jane's my, coming out as a serial. Killer. Yes. In the past year or so, my my oldest child, she's 13. And all of a sudden, I mean, I didn't show her all this stuff. But who knows what I've said? Uh, she said, people think it's weird that I know lime will melt a body. And it's like serial killers are fascinating. And they are. Uh, I mean, they. Because they're so unlike the norm. What they do is foul and disgusting. And I say that honestly because I am not a serial killer. So here's where I'm at. Well, I mean, if you'll look at the last 20 years of like TV shows that like. You and I have mentioned before, you know, the Sopranos, Breaking mm-hmm. Bad, having having these 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 shows that delve into like the psyche of these people that are doing horrific things. But like they're they're fascinating, despite what they're just yes. because what you're doing is deplorable doesn't make it interesting to see why you got there. I'm not saying I want to do these yes. things. Yes. I don't want to sell meth like I don't want to become a gangster and kill people when they won't pay me my money. But the fact How did that you get there. How, yeah. How did mentally, how did you arrive at that? Why didn't you say get a paper route or decide you wanted to be a scientist instead? Mm-hmm. Why did you decide that? So Netflix has dropped a new show and I don't know. Netflix knows me. It's the first thing that, hey, Jane, watch this conversations with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. And so I started watching it for two reasons. One, there are tapes and two, I had just read about Zac Efron in what apparently is going to be Oscar bait. They don't have a release date yet, and it's a theatrical release, but Zac Efron is playing Ted the, Bundy. Yeah. And the name of that movie for, for, is... For those, for those un, unaware, that yes, that kid from High School yeah. Musical and Baywatch, yeah. potentially, possibly... Being in a film that may garner some awards attention. Yes. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile is the title. And it's about and to it's, premiere at Sundance. That's so, such a good name. Yeah, too. that is a good name for a book uh, and for a movie. So I started watching the Ted Bundy tapes. And maybe this is why serial killer stuff sits in the back of my head. When they're talking about Ted Bundy, and in the event you don't know, Ted Bundy is the one who seemed like the normal guy who was the attractive normal guy who didn't you know sometimes they arrest someone and then you see them you go oh yeah like you you <laughs> for, oh, when you yeah. form that picture of what a crazy like serial killer you've got that that image in your head mm-hmm. like bundy didn't no. look like that and so which i think that may have even been with like kind of helped with the intrigue on it like yes. the fact that he didn't look like Again, when you've got that picture in your head and then when you meet them and they match up with that, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what you see. John Wayne Gacy in the clown out. Yeah, right there. It's like, oh, I am not surprised he killed and ate and buried all those boys when when he looks insane in in fictional universes. When you finally meet like when they reveal uh, Voldemort in Harry Potter, when you saw that guy, you were just like, yeah, that's what what evil looks like in the wizarding world. Like, yeah, that's what it is. To figure out what evil looks like may be the basis of it. 
And as this thing starts, it says, and I grew up, I became aware of media in the 70s and it was serial killer after serial killer after serial killer. And I had never thought of it in that sense that that's really and I didn't watch the news on purpose because I found it upsetting. But that's what I would hear. I couldn't help but hear it. Well. And keep in mind, also, there there was a point in time, kids, I know that we do a show yeah. about like streaming services, but once you couldn't just throw up anything you no. wanted onto the screen, there was three channels. They showed you what they wanted to at certain times. That's right. If you didn't catch it, like VCRs were not, either weren't invented or they were so prohibitively expensive, you didn't have one. And at six o'clock, all the channels played the news, except maybe one, and it was, you know, Sesame Street. The news is on at six, two, and that's it. Two, the two news four, is on. and five, and this is before. This is even before you had uh, Fox seventeen mm-hmm. like on it. I'm just saying, and all of them had their their news. You know. So I hear about John Wayne Gacy, and uh, I, I hear about Son of Sam and the Zodiac Killer, and it's like all this stuff. So maybe I just ingested that and always wanted to know why. What I didn't know is that on death row. Ted Bundy decided he wanted to tell his story. And so a reporter who was similar in age to him went in and got a hundred hours of audio tape. And that's what they're basing this on. And it is bizarre. I I can't imagine that it could be any. I've also like, I haven't, I've not got to watch this yet, but I think one of the reviews or blurbs that are, it was essentially don't, don't watch it alone. Like it was just like when you start getting in the side inside the head mm-hmm. of somebody like that. And I can only imagine the nightmares this the guy that was interviewing him probably had. Oh, yeah. After the fact, like, you know, they, they say like the friends you choose will inevitably like rub off on you mm-hmm. when you spend how, how many hours did you say? A hundred. When you spend a hundred hours with. Like someone that's on death row for killing how many people? 36 Yeah, women? I'm just saying like that's going to put you in a different headspace than say like if you um, binged the entirety of Happy Days. Exactly. So first of all, it, it puts the the crimes in uh, historically with all of the other serial killer stuff. And what the country was like in the 70s. And there was a lot of civil unrest and and there was just there was a lot going on. People were angry. There was Watergate. There was stuff going on. And then this is happening on the West Coast. And the term serial killer either had been coined, but most people didn't know about it or simply no one had come up with it. Because what was happening with this case and all these women who had been killed, one police jurisdiction didn't talk to the other one about their two missing women and so on and so on. So it took a long time for people to put things together. Or so it seemed that there was a, a, a pattern, pattern of. So here's the, the freaky. I've seen two episodes. It is truly fascinating. But this is this is what I, I found really fascinating. So you're hearing Ted Bundy talk about himself. You know, I had a, a normal, idyllic childhood and I was the great frog catcher. I was very proud of my ability to catch frogs and blah, 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 blah. And so he is describing what sounds like a Norman Rockwell childhood. And then they interview this woman 
who her brother was the same age as him. And all these kids did indeed play together in these, you know, four yeah. block range as you would because they didn't have internet. And she said, even then, he just wasn't right. And his idea of fun was building tiger traps, meaning he would dig a hole and put pointed sticks in it and cover it up so kids would fall in it, which they did and get hurt, though he didn't kill any kids. And she said there was something like just off about him, which probably at that age she didn't realize, but realized later. However, as you hear him saying, well, I did this, this and this, she says, no, he wanted to do this, this and this. But he did go to camp with my brother and he was the guy that lost all the games and he was the guy that couldn't you know shoot the the stuff whenever you start looking at like i guess the 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 the, the saying of you know hindsight is 2020 it's it's like okay i'm i'm diabetic i didn't realize it until like i just collapsed one day but if i would have started to look at some of those symptoms and put it together and just be like wait mm-hmm this could be related to this and this could be related to this. But immediately, like just because like one day you're like, man, I'm really thirsty. Mm-hmm. Most people's first reaction is not going to be, I have diabetes. Right. And in the same way, like hopefully like as a kid, you know, just because like another kid's off doesn't mean, you know what? He's going to be a serial killer. Like now, unfortunately, that is how I yeah, look at children. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm talking about the other like 98 percent of since, humans out there since kindergarten, when I've been interacting with my girls, uh, co-classmates, I would just drive home going, well, that one's going to be in juvie. Huh? This one. Hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I was just, I didn't tell them. What's but the, I had what's a running the list. Christopher Walken movie where like he can touch people and tell their future? Like oh, Stephen yeah. King, it's not, not the dead zone or something. Yeah, but I know what you mean. But like when he touched him, be like, you're going to do this. That's, that's all yes. I'm, I'm saying. That, that's how I, and so far I've been right. But anyway, uh, there's still time, but I haven't pegged any of them for serial. Well, one of them, he's, that one kid. He's close. With the ears. He's close. Anyway, so it is really fascinating to see how he did not see himself as other people did. And from what I'm getting is he wanted to be affluent and he was. She called him in the have nots, even though the whole family, I think there were five kids, they Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. She said the parents are very involved. No, we don't know what happened in the house, but it looked like from the outside, everything's cool. Typical family in the 50s. I mean, as you said, Rockwell-esque kind of, yeah. And so he goes to college and he wants to be a lawyer and he wants to be affluent and he has a girlfriend who happens to be affluent. And then they just, I don't know, drift apart or she dumps him. And that's... She probably starts getting a vibe that he's weird. Yes, probably. And that's when the killings start. And then as you put it all together and you look at her, all of the women generically look alike. They're all generically the same age. And it's kind of a, oh, huh, I'm getting this now. It's because she rejected him, right? Because she realized there's something wrong with him. And so he's going to do this. But he wasn't ready to talk about anything with this journalist until the journalist had the bright idea. You studied psychology. Why don't you tell me what kind of person it would be who could commit these crimes? 
And that's when Ted Bundy starts talking and spilling and spilling because now he he's the expert. And it's obvious when you see footage of of him because he was involved in a lot of stuff. He was involved in politics briefly. Everything's briefly, you know, Uh, he thought he was going to be a brilliant lawyer. Well, his scores weren't good enough to get into a decent law school because he just didn't have it. But he thought differently. Narcissism is a, a strange and multi-headed beast. We have yes. entire social platforms built on essentially the concept of narcissism. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a Facebook profile, like essentially it's about putting pictures up of you, putting pictures up of your family, putting up accolades that you have done. Your 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 posts, what you think, your opinions are so important. You need to release them to the world, your friends, mm-hmm. so that they may like them. Or, or, or not like them or comment on that. I'm just saying like when 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 you get to anybody, almost everybody's favorite subject or one of their favorite subjects are themselves. Yes. And if you will tap into that, like they, they will spill the beans like mm-hmm. and it sounds like that's what this guy did. Yes. Basically, he gave he, he gave Ted Bundy his own Facebook before mm-hmm. Facebook was a thing. And he's just like, I want you to post the pictures. I want you to tell, right. give me your status updates, like now, throw some videos in there, do some audio recording. Oh, Dude, yeah. Show me the links to what, what makes you, you. And he didn't just talk. If some, well, for instance, we're in a studio and we know we're being recorded, but if we were talking into a, a tape recorder, a cassette tape recorder, Google it. And I asked you a question, Adam, like, you know, what was it like in the seventh grade? Would you take the tape recorder, lovingly cradle it, and then just focus on the tape recorder as if I was not in the room? Well, I would, but I have a oh. taste for the dramatic. Yeah. But well. you're saying if I, if I was a normal person, would yeah. I, no, no. I mean, this is kind of kind of off putting. And for another brief time, he worked with some crime force. And that gave him the opportunity to see how all of the local police departments were well-intentioned, but they there was a lot of chaos. Again, it's not computerized. No one's, why when I'm giving there, out there was parking no, tickets? There was why no do I database. Like yeah. To, yeah. And so he saw the holes in the system and how he could make use of it if if you've ever seen the film uh catch me if you can kind of similar oh, to that oh yes like now, that's frank, a good movie frank frank abagnale would see like the problems with the banks and mm-hmm. that they wouldn't catch this problem until four days later so he could write a check say it was from here they wouldn't know that the problem actually existed till four days later at which point he's not there anymore right. but he's cashed a 1200 dollars check like mm-hmm. just i mean really it's basically these people that they they will they understand where the inadequacies or like where the the where the camera isn't videotaping. Mm-hmm. The, you find the cracks in there and you start exploiting those. So I've gotten to the point where he has a girlfriend and she calls the police. And actually, right before I came over here, I hear her on the phone with the police saying, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about my boyfriend because, oh, I don't know. She found a bloody knife under the seat in his car. He's got a cup full of other people's house keys and he had a bag full of women's clothing that, you know, looked like it had been used and just she'd seen the news again. 
There are only a few channels. She knows they're looking for somebody who's doing something to women in this area. And she's going, I think there's something not quite right with this guy. And that starts it. So could you imagine? But, just, I, I mean, honestly. Because they were, I think they were no, living together. No, I mean, again, when you want to, I think most people want to believe like in the, the, the better part of people and assume that they wouldn't do that. And even the fact that she wouldn't jump to the conclusion, just be like, yeah, it's definitely him. Like, <laughs> but, but you say, just say something, Hey, something's up. I don't, I don't know. Like you don't want to immediately assign the blame, especially to somebody that you've decided you wanted to be in a relationship with. That's right. Because it's- and you have a kid, not with him, but she was raising a daughter on her own and I believe if he's not living with her, he's there most of the time. Well, I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody like boyfriend, girl, like you have invited this person into your life mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Like if you, you know, if you choose to make it, you know, exclusive, if you choose to marry them, if you choose to be getting, you know, get engaged, whatever. These are different levels of like int- intimacy as far as like the relationship is concerned. At this point, like, again, this person's an, involved enough in your life that you're dating them. Your child has met them. You, I think you want to believe in yourself. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. If there was a killer, I, I know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the up and up. I wouldn't let. He's doing what? Right. And just to imagine what it took for her to make that call, and then, I mean, I don't know if they're going to go back. Uh, I don't know if she's still alive. I don't know any of that yet. Uh, all I really knew going into it was Ted Bundy was the serial killer from the West Coast that killed a lot of women that all pretty much looked alike. And he was the normal looking guy. That's really all I knew about Ted Bundy, that he was disarmingly normal and attractive compared to all the other serial killers. Well, again, it's, yeah. it's all relative yes. to to your environment. Yeah, yeah. He's not, you know, uh, normal and attractive as compared to George Clooney, but compared to the other serial killers, he's a catch. Yeah. And so if you take nothing else away from this podcast, (laughs) I want you to remember that line. Ted Bundy is a catch. (laughs) Make sure make sure you cut off that last part about from the other serial killers. (laughs) I want you to take that part out of context. Like if 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 this podcast series ever ends up in book form or something, I need that on the book jacket. Jane Ellen, Ted, Ted Bundy's, Bundy's a catch. catch. <laughs> and then, like I said, make sure to take it out of context because when you put that reasoned bit into it, it's a lot less fun. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. So it's this has sucked me right in to the point where I really can't think of anything else. You know, Jim's like, hey, do you want to watch this? No. I, I said, you're taking me away from my serial killer. And it's like, no. And like, and Anna Grace and I were watching and she goes, just leave me to watch it. And I said, oh, no, no, you're not watching this by yourself. <laughs> you're not. I, I get I get like that with like certain shows or like very specific. And again, with with the advent of like dropping everything at once, like you're do, is the, the Netflix method. Who, who's, who was the first to give you an entire show like dropped in a single? Well, me, when I would record all. Okay, the first one, Star Trek, the original series. I recorded all of them, and I would just watch them whenever I wanted. I gave it to me, and I remember thinking, I wish I could just watch whatever TV I wanted whenever I wanted. But, like, when those originally aired, you ha- it was week I by week. I didn't see them, yeah. Well, I- I'm saying, though, like, the original medium that they were created in, as they were intended. Most most shows, that, like, you know, Star Trek, um, 
any sitcom you can think of. Mm-hmm. Most of that stuff, especially up through like let's say the the mid mid aughts. Like I'm saying, at what point did it become commonplace for them just be like, here's twelve. <laughs> There, there you was go. a time when I was addicted to the show Emergency, and on a Saturday, I could catch it four times, four different episodes. And I did, as did my sister. Like, do you, I, I think it was like the DVR essentially like started letting people, like when it was like, I need you to record this wherever it appears, anywhere on television. Mm-hmm. And then I could, I could do, you know, eight episodes or whatever. And eventually I think somebody like, you know, Netflix was just and like, I think syndication as well. They, yeah. they wouldn't air just one episode of Seinfeld. We're going to air two. This afternoon, back to back. watch back to back episodes yes. of this and, and so, then wheel of fortune. And, and then it's going to be on again tomorrow and I can see two more and so on and so on and so on. I, you know, and eventually instead of it being reruns, they're like, wait, People would love this if it was just first run and we gave it to them all at once. Uh, Nobody's going to sit there and watch 13 hours. Stri- oh, yes, they will. Oh, my goodness. Our data tells us differently. We are an addictive society. I mean, honestly, if the ability to watch all these shows, to make these shows, if any of this existed in pioneer times, we would still all be on the East Coast because like, eh. No, the, the British definitely would have won. Oh, yeah, it's an end of time They would have just, they'd been like, we will take away your Wi-Fi. And they'll be like, no, no, we'll st- tax us, tax <laughs> us. We want to be colonies. <laughs> but don't take away the Netflix. <laughs> just yeah. leave, leave your Wi-Fi. <laughs> Which is why I guess I'm so fascinated when I hear about these hidden tribes and third world countries. And it's like, well, what do they do all day? I mean, obviously they're, not. They're they're not watching Netflix. They're trying to survive, Jane. They're seeking food well, and shelter. What's going on? Well, uh, my brother was murdered by a tiger the other day, and I have to find food. And they'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but after that, after you do that, what, <laughs> what do you do? You do? <laughs> well, I'm so tired that I, I sleep, uh, and I only do it for an hour and a half because I'm worried that another creature from the Australian outback is going to kill me. <laughs> oh, huh. But I've got to watch all of season four of whatever, and uh, and then I've got to order my groceries and have someone I don't know put them in the car for me and then complain that that person doesn't follow me home and unload the car. Like, the fact that CBS All Access makes me wait each Thursday to oh. watch Star Trek Discovery. like That's annoying. And the thing about it is it's comp- it, it's not unreasonable at all. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, oh, I like, think it is. like the the umpteen uh, seasons of the Andy Griffith show, those things like over the course, of, what is it? Nine seasons, something like that. Nine years. And this is back when like seasons had 33 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like. For decades, that's the way the television is. And like, it's not like Discovery is poorly produced. It's not that it's not an interesting show. But the fact that they're making me wait six days till I can get a new episode when I could just watch all of them. It's un-American. I'm. <laughs> it's definitely American. <laughs> it's, it is embarrassingly American that CBS All Access has the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. To make me wait for another episode of Star Trek for a week. Because I'll tell you, if they know anything about Star Trek fans, 
we're stubborn and we're dedicated. Yeah. Which is probably why they, they're like, do you have them done? They're like, yeah, we could totally give them to them right there. We could have given it to them at Thanksgiving. But um, gonna do it. I'm going to be honest. We like watching them squirm. Watch. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nerd. it's good. Oh, do it, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Beg us for a nerd. And I, and I can say I can say nerd because yeah, I'm one of them. Yes. You are listening to Binge or Cringe from the Hints High Atop, the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. We should put a, we should put a, uh, I'm going to start saying High Atop. Maybe get an echo in there. <laughs> yes. High Atop. So this serial killer thing on Netflix, uh, definitely binge. And I got sucked into something last week because I did not have the ability to turn it off. And it is called, Britannia. And you need to Google Britannia. It's on Amazon Prime because as I'm watching it, I am recognizing all, okay, half of these people, but I don't know where I'm recognizing them from. I first thought that one of the guys played the, um, maybe he did. Do you know the name of the actor who played uh, season two of Walking Dead? He was the sheriff, the ma- not the sheriff. He was like the mayor of the town and like the blonde chick. He liked the blonde chick. And he was like, this is we do it our way in this town. And the town seemed all nice and shiny. What zombies? Season two, I believe they were on the farm. OK, I don't know what season it was. When, when you tell me a specific see, understand all right, all right. how my mind works. OK, do you know the character I'm talking about? The I had stopped watching Walking Dead by that point. Okay, I stopped watching when, after this. Guy. When they went to the prison, like oh. I was just like, "This is the you're just drawing this thing out yeah, for I eight episodes. I can't do this." Anyway, I think he might have been that guy, but I digress. So sometimes I'll go to another streaming service and go, "I'm just going to randomly find something." So because I like the color of this redhead's dress. I pick on this thing called Britannia. You and I watch television shows and (laughs) movies for entirely different reasons. But I also think maybe this has some King Arthur business going on and I've found something delightful. So how often do you tell yourself, (laughs) maybe I found some King Arthur business. What's what's up? It's regular. I do this on a regular basis. Like Britannia, eh? We'll see. We need to have an alternate podcast where we just discuss your inner monologue. (laughs) That's all it is. Just for some reason, we figured out a way that we can record it. We play clips of it. And I interview about like, well, I... I can't I don't have to ask what was going through your head at that moment. But let me ask you that. What does that mean? Like it's I understand that it's English and that you form those words together to create like, let's say, paragraphs. But I'm at a loss. Let me in. Explain to me. Yeah. So it was the hair and this is redhead woman in a teal dress. And you know how redheads look good with teal. And her, it's like Britannia. Like, all right. So I give it like 10 minutes and I turn it off. It's like, that was stupid. And then I turn it on again. I don't know why. The vacuum didn't work and I had to take it all apart because it's brand new. And why should something that I just bought work correctly? By the way, a vacuum won't work if you have it on hose, not floor. Just a little tip there. It's a solid. <laughs> so, see, I, 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 unless I have researched a show, like unless I'm just like, I know within a reasonable, like, doubt that I'm not going to enjoy this show. I will just watch something that I've watched. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the entirety 
of Star Trek, The Next Generation, and Deep Space Nine. Like, I have episodes. I'm just like, you know what? I know it's good. I know I'm not wasting my time. I'm going to watch this <laughs> for the 400th time. It's like when the girls say, Mom, how many more times are you going to watch, watch Ragnarok? Yeah. And I said, uh, endless. Uh, I shut your mouth. Why are you talking to me? Yes. And whenever I want to stop, like which is never. <laughs> and could you just please go to school so I can put my stories on? <laughs> so... And she, she ain't talking about like no. young and the restless. No. Her stories are, are are about Asgardian like yes, very gods so. on planets that Jeff Goldblum is the. Mm. Just you're taking me out. Uh, sometimes I like to randomly just huh and see, see what happens. The girls will tell you about how I'll say things like, let's have an adventure. Let's go to a restaurant we know nothing about. And sometimes it pays off. Most of the time it's horrible, but sometimes. The, the fact that you called Thor Ragnarok my stories. <laughs> like, again, in the same way that, like, I, I can I can tell you entire plot lines from Young and the Restless or Brave and the Bold or, like, General Hospital because I would stay with my grandmother when I was younger. But, like... You're whenever you eventually have grandkids, they're not going to get that experience. It's going to be like, well, well, what did what 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 did Grandma Jane Jane like show you today? She what made us watch Thor Ragnarok again. <laughs> and hey, die hard. Mom, mom, mom said she has been watching that for 30 years. It's, it's not even like a show. It's the same two hours over and over and over. Did they only make one movie in your day, Grandma? It's like. No, there it was. There was a Thor trilogy, but this is the only one that's worth watching again. They're like, there's two more of these things. What in the world, Grandma Jane Jane? So, I just landed upon Britannia, not Britannica, for a few episodes in my head. I called it Britannica and had to double check. It's Britannia. So, we've got some druid action here, and the druids fascinate me because we don't know anything about them except where they were. And they they had a thing about rocks. That's about all we know about druids. Very, so the great thing in the storytelling world is they can be anything. So you've got this druid guy who looks like a walking skeleton. He's actually the second man, Adam, as you, as the first man, would have known. And he's got some great prosthetics that make him kind of look like a sugar skull slash burn victim. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. and sugar skull, and he's got some weird fingernail oh, stuff honey, going honey. on. Just weird. I can't even. Anyway, so you've got the druids, where apparently to be a druid, you have to be filthy, and well, just filthy. So about this show on for, Amazon Prime for a moment, <laughs> druids became droids in my head. Like I'm back. I'm back. Uh, uh, on this show, they do have the filth ratio down. And I want to say it says something like 800 BC or I don't remember what they said, but it's Druids are still a big thing. And it's about how They're all the rage. Yes. It's about how Julius Caesar had gone to the, the Isles to do some conquering, met the Druids and said, ah, hard pass. Went back to Rome, got knifed. So Rome is once again, and Rome did eventually end up in Britannia. And so this is Rome going out and doing their Roman thing, saying, hey, um, 
we just want to tax you guys and you'll be citizens of rome that cool yeah so there's that gonna conquer you not really send us some money though so here's what's going on there is a a girl coming of age i don't know what that means 13 to 16 blah 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 well depending on which time period you're talking about yeah exactly she's probably 13 anyway the girl this actress is epic and apparently uh won the youngest award the olivier award for being in matilda the musical or something she's great this kid and most of the time she is spending with this other guy who uh i want you to picture and none of that stuff you said was made up. There is an Olivier for Matilda yeah, yeah. the Musical. Well, okay. for, for it's a theatrical award. I think okay. it's called the Olivier. But all right, just yeah. the way you were rolling that yeah. off, I know what it sounds like when you make things up. And for a moment, real. I was like, wait, hey, ah, she won a uh, let's call it a an Olivier for the Matilda yeah. the Musical. <laughs> like, no like one is will she asking that. me or telling me this information? No one will. Sometimes I'm her fact checker, but she doesn't let me know that that fact needs to be checked. She presents it <laughs> as if it is fact and doesn't tell me, oh, yeah, 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 that's a thing. And I'll be like, wait, wait, that was invented in 1907. It couldn't possibly. And she's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was close. So I I want you to picture Chris Pine, 50 pounds heavier maybe 30 years older, roll him in some dirt, have him be all bearded like he was in the beginning. Of- so, so in fact, not Chris Pine at all. <laughs> like, no, you've you've depined like all the things that make Chris Pine piney like. Yes, but I think if this guy cleaned up, he'd be pretty decent looking. So this guy is called The Outcast. And to give you an idea of the show Britannia, the theme song is Hurdy Gurdy Man. If you don't know the song Hurdy Gurdy Man, Google it. It was an actual hit song in the 60s, and it's very trippy. So that's that's the song uh, done by Donovan, I believe. So you've got this guy. He's the outcast, and he does scurry along sometimes like the Beast from the film Glass. Nothing to do with him, though. And we find out he's an outcast by the Druids because a demon possessed him, and they kind of have an issue with that. So it's all about the Romans showing up. This girl is special, but she doesn't know it. And no one else really knows it till five episodes in. And then you've got the crazy guy and her interaction with him. I'm not going to say it's laugh out loud hilarious. It's not a Frasier witty exchange hilarious, but it's very satisfying and entertaining. The, the fact that previously, like you had set this in like, bc and just been like let's let's roll instead like now that now that you've brought in frazier and you're like let's take kelsey Grammer, <laughs> roll him in some mud yes! like <laughs> throw 20 more pounds on him he's get him beardy um yeah and then bring his brother niles in just for fun like niles could be the druid because nbc there's your frazier reboot <laughs> right there for some reason niles and frazier have been trapped in the past and they've got to make the best of it. So you've got this whole story about the Druids and how the Druids run the show. And that and if you know anything about Britannia and all this early business, everyone wore um, 
not complete circle necklaces, but like they were collars with knobs on the end because that's what the Irish did. You know, I'm not going to actually close out the necklace and make it a circle. I want to take it off and use it as a weapon when my uncle gets drunk. I assume. That's probably, I mean. So everyone's wearing those necklaces. I don't want to make vague generalities, but what you're saying doesn't not make sense to me. A lot of people are very dirty all the time. And even the queens and kings, they just have a little less filth. Well, I mean, when you don't have like running water or indoor plumbing, like, which is again, is something that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Like when, when we had to pump our uh, septic and like we couldn't use like water in the house and I couldn't just bathe there. I was like, and like. We're talking about like a day and a half and I am just livid and I'm just like, you know, like everybody likes to romanticize like the old West or something. Yeah, I don't. I again, that's why I don't because I'm just like, you know what? I like purified water. Yeah, I, I, I just really I do. do. And I like hot water. I, you know what? I like having water and it just comes to I, I turn a faucet and I don't it's not just water. I control the temperature. I know of the water. That's crazy. So. The story is you have warring tribes, which historically is correct. Yes. And that's why the Romans could come in that anyone could. uh, You and I could have rolled in uh, if we had, you know, some people and a bunch of weapons. But all the tribes in what is now England and Scotland and Ireland and Wales. Because they were not unified. Yeah, there were there were issues so they were like, uh, this is the most powerful guy over this acreage. But now over here, we got this It's just slightly different. But to us, they all look the same. Anyway, so that's happening. And Rome is coming in. They're trying to figure out how they're going to conquer. But there's this underlying thing going on with the Roman leader. We don't really know what that is. So this is the story of why this young girl is special and the... Rome coming in to mess with the kings and queens. There's a woman that plays a queen of the the other people, that the people who paint themselves blue, not the ones who wear the prettier dresses. And she's kind of mad because the woman who made me watch it, the one with the red hair and the teal dress, they were going to unify their tribes by having the redhead marry white-haired lady's only son. But instead of marrying him, she castrated him in front of his mother. So there's not a good feeling there. I can't imagine that that's. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think. You, yeah, good call. Good call. So there are the warring tribes and the Romans. And then you have the outcast and what the deal is with the girl. And now the Roman guy wants the girl. And apparently she is some manner of hope. For all of them, we don't know what. I know it sounds really wacky, but there is something interesting in it that it's very well done. It's produced by the BBC, I guess, or Amazon made for the BBC. It's it's not in America. Uh, It was it was shot. It's definitely produced by the BBC. Maybe Amazon, and then just. (laughs) Produced they're, by the BBC. All, they're just They're all British and Irish could, actors. I mean, and I don't such. know. It could be CBS All Access for <laughs> Maybe it was Hulu. I don't know. Whatever. It is. Someone produced this. <laughs> it is an Amazon original, it says. And this is season one that came out in 2018. And it only had nine episodes. And it's just it's it's entertaining. It's not brilliant, but it is entertaining. And it's well acted. 
and it is believable in that they're all dirty. You know, uh, again, I do love my Arthurian legend, but if you watch the movie Camelot, there's no mud. And we know that's well, not that's true. Well, that's why Camelot is so special. Yeah, I guess. Like, they found a way to get all of that mud. That's why people love Camelot so mm-hmm. much. It's the reason why, like, they, they assigned, like, JFK, like, uh, all of the, the aspirations of Cam. I'm just saying, like... JFK is not in Britannia, by the no, way. No, no. But I think you'll recognize a lot of the actors as just character actors and other stuff. Or maybe they just look like other character actors, because that's what I just say. Huh, that guy looks like... No, I don't sure, know. Sure him. discount. Yeah, discount this one, discount that one. Oh, this What's is he your, in The Walking Dead? This is your know. off-brand Richard Harris. Actually, um, one of the girls, and I keep forgetting to look it up, I swear it's Jessica Jones, the actress. The actress who plays Jessica Jones. Her. Yes, uh... Ritter, Ritter. Um, yes. Oh, what's her name? See, now I have to look it up because I think she's an ancillary character in this. If not, I want you to imagine the character Jessica Jones as a, a muddy, angry Irish woman who happens to be a, a bounty hunter. And she's a reasonably ca- capable actress. I could see her doing that. Yes. I really think it's her or uh, someone, a relative. Someone that you get when you can't Yes, get her. her. Yes. So it's interesting. It's, it's certainly not... I couldn't predict what was going to happen. So it's not so much that. Now, everyone didn't get gutted like in Game of Thrones and kill off all the characters. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm so attached. But... I'm curious to see what the deal is with this girl. Uh, I'd never really seen someone get flayed open. That was kind of gross, but whatever. The druids can do that. It was a thing. It was a thing thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. Spoiler, the last scene, they finally cut away from where all this action has taken place with the druids. And it's Stonehenge. Oh, my God, it's Stonehenge. Ah! So... But we already figured that was going to show up somewhere because, you know, hashtag geographically. Yeah. yeah. So that's about it. Um, interesting. And it's only nine episodes, so no big. And lots of mud. I assume that there were not a lot of boils, but a lot of mud. Well, and, I mean, there is going to be some factual. And kind of us, kind of a there's a guy they call the Gaul. So let's call him the dirty French version of Aquaman. Similar hair. I think that's the route that they're talking about going with the sequel. Yeah. Dirty, <laughs> dirty French Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was weird. Like if you're going to adapt any storyline, I probably would have went with time and tide, but dirty French Aquaman, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I'm, I don't run DC, so I don't know. Dirty French Aquaman. Yeah. I think it's going to be, a I would probably wouldn't want something for Peter David, but you know, okay, <laughs> fine. Dirty French, dirty French Aquaman. <laughs> We come up Thinking, with the best I'm names. I'm sure Gerard Depardieu is not doing anything. He can he smoke can, smoke Monster yeah. John. Dirty French Aquaman. Okay. So those are, are my binges or cringes. This is not cringeworthy. It's it's well done. It just you might not be into period pieces like this or right. not. And but and if you're into boils, apparently You're you're gonna be disappointed. It's got a very low boil score. Yes. But the ever popular boil score. There 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 has to be um it, much like once upon a time, there's a lot of pulling people's beating hearts out of them and holding them and looking at them. And in one case, going, ha, 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 ha. So there's that. 
you may you may enjoy it for half a second or not. And they hey they they had legit accents, you know, so it it seemed real to me. Which many would <laughs> many would call that, like that that is theater's purpose. Like it seemed real. It seemed. seemed I believed real. it. I and I I think the druids were kind of weird. I reckoned I was there. Yeah, they were all actually the druids reminded me of Thunderdome. <laughs> okay, now maybe I'm in. Okay, that that's what I needed right there. Yes, they're out. Tie, tie it into Mad Max. You know, and the telling of the tell and all that. Because you just have like a bunch of kids who will like stop and stare. And, and, and then all the druids are really, 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 really dirty and painted. Except for Skull Guy. And so <laughs> I thought, huh, this is very Mad Maxian here. What's happening? And I I love some Mad Max. Who don't? Who who don't? Take a show that combines Mad Max and Frasier, a redheaded woman, and a lot of people who look like people you think you know, and you've got Britannia. I want to be in the pitch meeting for that. (laughs) Do you love Mad Max and Frasier? Well, I do, but I don't understand how they're... Okay, you've got my attention. Go. (laughs) Can we get the rights to Hurdy Gurdy, man? Yes. Uh, sure. Why would you know what? Whatever. Just keep <laughs> tie it all together for me. Tie it all together. Yeah, you got four minutes. Go. And druids done. Stonehenge. We still have drop the set. mic. Walk out. We still have the set from Family Vacation. Look, kids. Big Ben. Stonehenge. We're in. So that's Britannia. Uh, Britannia. So in a way, the chief druid uh, is a serial killer because he he carves up a lot of stuff. People, I mean, not stuff. not like statues. And- <laughs> no, a lot of people. But apparently, the gods told him he had to, so he had to. Who am I to argue with this crazy druid? Uh, well, I mean, I wouldn't. He'll probably cut you. It yeah. sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't argue. Just run. Just yeah. run, kids. Yeah, shiv. Anyway, that's it for binge or cringe. There's lots to entertain you with, and I'm sure you'll be disappointed with some of them. And then we can complain about it mightily with our first world problems. That's it. That's what we that's do. That's what we do. So thank you for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com. 